0: all right you guys I see. welcome oh, to the show ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the get realism podcast i am adam chase rennie
1: and i am christine chen
0: okay you guys uh last week was a sensational sensational episode
1: yeah, it was enlightening. Was really cool. It
0: was, uh, it was thought provoking. It was, um, I learned so much. Um, appreciated, you know, uh, more information and just more insight and different perspective. That was the whole thing that I, I came around the most was the perspective, the fresh perspective. So that was a, it was a very good show. So I think those guests last week were doing it, but today. We have a very special guest, and we are uh, letting her in. Uh, she's ring-a-ding-ding right now, and she's been patiently waiting. So <laughs> She's you know. coming. Uh, all right. She's joining us right now. Hey! Hey! Oh. There we are. Hello. Hello. Okay. Do you mine... want to intro- you introduce yourself? Is do you mine... Wanna-
2: uh... Uh, no nope. sideways. Sideways. <laughs> sideways. Hold on one second. Let me see if I can fix that. <laughs> I'm on my phone because you're I'm filming
1: just... sideways. That's oh, perfect. Yes. That's perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yay. Okay. Cool. So... Yeah. Thanks so much for being on it so last minute. I just thought it would be really yeah. fitting since we're gonna go into production for your film. Yeah, so. I'm so excited.
2: Yay! So do you want to okay. introduce
0: yourself, Lauren?
2: Yes. Yeah, I'm Lauren. No.
0: <laughs> okay. <Hi. laughs>
1: um, yeah. All right. That's it. That's an end of podcast. Thank you for
0: listening <laughs> to the Get Realisms podcast. Uh, tune in next week. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, um, I'm Lauren Locks. Uh, mainly do acting in the industry, but sometimes do writing and directing. And this is my first time fully producing a project that I've also written. And we'll be acting in. So it's going to be an interesting experience.
0: That, that's awesome. awesome. And so you, uh, wrote, you wrote it as well? And you you're wrote it? In it?
1: Did you just say, wrote it? it?
0: I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Five hours of sleep. Good grief.
2: I did. I wrote it.
0: I wrote act it.
2: Acted it, it.
1: It, it, it. And directed in it.
0: <laughs> wow. All the did it. Is. Man, that's impressive, Lauren. That's impressive. What? what were you going to say, Christine? I, am I was going to say, you. so
1: what have you learned so far doing it all yourself? Uh, you need help <laughs> yeah.
2: you need um I mean I think that um phrase gets thrown out a lot about film being a collaboration but I I don't think it's truer than when you try to put your own production together something that you envisioned and then you put down on paper and then you're moving it from paper to screen you just need a, a team of people to help you out
1: yeah you can't yeah. do it alone yeah.
0: Absolutely that is
1: true. Or you'll go nuts. Or you'll or you'll drop the ball on something. That's usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We've done a few times already. So. So elevator pitch. What's your film about? What's the logline?
2: The logline is um, a bitter financial consultant is challenged to face his jaundice view. No, sorry. A bitter financial consultant. Yeah, is challenged to face his jaundiced view of the world when a quirky stranger dismantles his reality before the sun
1: sets.
0: Yay.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Very nice.
0: Trippy. And
1: uh, how many locations are there that you're shooting at and where are you shooting? So there's two main locations. There's one little
2: semi-location kind of like for the little beginning shot. But other than that, two main locations um, one of them is my house, and we're going to use two locations at my house to be two different places mm-hmm, for ease mm-hmm. of access. And then the other one is um, kind of out in the woods area. We're going to use different areas, but it's going to be really pretty, I think.
1: Yeah. So I heard that, I think just through Facebook, that you had tried to shoot this before, and it uh, and you had to do it like twice before you actually got to actually go into production. What's the what's the story around that?
2: Yeah, so originally I was gonna do this really, really, really small scale um back in December or so. But then I took a step back and said, let me push this to the spring because one, it's gonna be cold and you're out in the woods and it's supposed to be a summery type film. Mm. And everything was gonna be dead. So I I said, you know, let me take some time. And then the second and third time that
1: I pushed it back were all due to COVID.
0: Got it. Right, because that's, yeah,
1: yeah, that was a time. That's the big problem. Um, So Mm -hmm. I guess that's a good segue. Um, What were your concerns going forth? And why did you decide to pull the plug and go forward and decide to shoot now?
2: So, The reason I decided to postpone was because um, the first dates were supposed to be April 3rd and 4th, which are perfect weather wise. So I was super excited about that. But that was right when everything was really ramping up with the coronavirus. And I didn't feel comfortable putting cast and crew in that position. And then the guidelines started coming out with social distancing, and they got stricter and stricter until the most people allowed to be out while social distancing was four. And I was like, well, I need more than four people (laughs) to make this film. Um, And then the second time was, I was going to try to do it last month in May. Mm -hmm. But then I've been keeping a very close eye on the news and what's been going on in Austin. And I just still didn't feel comfortable at that point. But it ended up being a blessing in disguise because I was able to reach out to my, actually my boyfriend's mother who makes masks and she ended up being able to make custom masks for our whole production that have the oh, logo no on them. Yeah. Do, Do you have it? Yeah. Do you show?
1: Oh, yay. There it is. Yay. That's so cute. Yes.
2: Yeah. And so there, and there's eight men's and eight women's for the cast and crew and they're all with the ribbon so they're adjustable so they can fit anyone's face.
0: That's dope.
1: Yeah. So I guess um, obviously shooting is really, really hard. What are certain, uh, let's talk about precautions and how people can stay safe on set and what are things that you guys are doing besides the masks?
2: Yeah, so we have the mask and I actually, that's, that's my mask. I haven't touched anybody else's mask. They're still in the packaging they came in because I want to reduce even though I've been super careful because I have um, a son under two years old. So I've been extremely careful. Um, I still didn't want to like risk anything. So I've kept those in the package. I've gotten um, hand sanitizer. I'm trying to still acquire like the little ones for everyone to have their own so they don't Mm -hmm. have to share. And then especially, um, as far as makeup goes, we've got disposable applicators. And then we're also going to ask, um, especially the other actresses in the film, to um, bring their own, if they're comfortable bringing their own um, makeup brushes, so that way we are not just the least amount of transfer possible that we can do. And so. yeah, exactly. And then we also, you know, we we spoke about social distancing. I talked to all of the cast and crew members and made sure if they were comfortable being on set, especially, you know, my, um, my lead actor who's playing Jeff, he has, um, someone in his family who's immune compromised. So we wanted to be really careful and he has the most contact with any other people on the set. So I really wanted to make sure that he was comfortable with everything. And, um, You know, I told him, I was like, I can work around this and, you know, rework the script to where you're not really touching anyone, but you're still going to be in close proximity. And after a few conversations, we, he kind of decided that he was okay with being in that close proximity. So we kind of left it as is.
1: That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, Do you think having a small crew also helps too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying
2: to keep it as small as possible. And anybody who does not need to be near another person will, you know, my suggestion is for them not to be near another person. Um, You know, we have someone who's doing lighting or sound or the makeup, you know, do your thing and then get out of the, you know, not just get out of the shot, but like, take your time to distance a little bit. It's going to be weird having a whole bunch of us just standing around. Spread out. Yeah. And these like matching masks in the woods, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I, I think it'll be all right that way. Yeah. Definitely spread out.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess what are you um, most afraid or I guess how, how do you, how are you going to keep the social distance rule? Um, Are you, I know some people have been saying and kind of keeping it like a closed set, where because it's really the actors are the most vulnerable since they can't have masks on, obviously, when they're filming. Um, the right. crew will, will probably keep them on all the time. Are you just pretty much making sure that they, their only contact is maybe with the makeup artist and everybody else just kind of yeah wanders around that type of thing. yeah.
2: And um that character that I was mentioning, he he is the only one who comes into contact with the other characters. <laughs> none of uh, none of the other actors come into contact with each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So he's the only one that I had to really be concerned with about that. But I have also it's crossed my mind that, you know, whoever's pulling focus is gonna have to be very close to the DP. Yeah. Those kinds of things. But um and you know luckily everyone seems kind of okay and everybody's been taking the precautions. but something that we can't do right now is we don't have we, the general population don't have access to testing kits. so we yeah. can't like actually rule someone out from having COVID, but um, you know taking temperatures before or asking everyone if they're experiencing any symptoms can at least cut down on you know the amount of people who could possibly have COVID.
1: Yeah. Um, I I find this conversation really interesting only because um, in after your sit I'll be going on to another other another bigger sit. And I think what we're doing is we're partnering up with we have a scene that's in hospital, which so which is a oh, wow. huge compromise basically in terms of make really making sure everybody is COVID free. So we're partnering with them where when we arrive the day before we shoot, we all have to take a test basically. But because it's partnered up with the hospital, they're the ones who are kind of going to be providing it for us. Um,
2: Oh, wow, that's, yeah, yeah. that's great. I looked into like, uh, I wonder if maybe now we have access to testing and it is just phenomenal expensive so i was like yeah well we may not be able to do that Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. right
2: that's great that you guys are able to though
1: yeah so i i'm definitely going in very excited but i'm i'm extremely uh this your set will be the first one i've i will be on since the COVID shutdown. so yay yay (laughs) so it so it's both like exciting because you know we've all been in our houses for the past three almost four months you know and this will be the first time that really we're around other people and even though you know i i, I want to my job is as an ad is safety and so i want to absolutely have those talks and really enforce them um when we're on set just to, just so that we're all really safe so i'm really glad that you're you have the mask there that you have the resources for it and I think looking at your schedule it's reasonable and it's it's you know we, we can build in time for people taking a little bit more time when you know shooting because they need to clean their hands more often and, and things like that so
2: right um, and that was yeah. you know you had asked me, um, before about the restrooms cause there are restrooms at the place that we're going to be that is outside. Thank goodness. Um, but you know, my, I always think about, you know, the sinks there, you know, the other people washing their hands. So that's another mm-hmm. reason I'm like really adamant about having the hand sanitizer and whatnot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's cool. we are shooting mainly outside, which does help. I think, um, So we are in the open air and it's not like in a, I mean, there's no way to be a house later, but even that I think we can um, just be spread out. And when we're actually shooting the house stuff, just be limited. I think my plan is unless you're the makeup artist, the shooter or whatnot, we treat it like a closed set. So on a film set, oftentimes for those who watch this and don't know about films, Uh, when there's sometimes called a closed set when only basically the the sound guy and the DP and maybe the AD, but oftentimes not even the AD uh, are in the room and everybody's out. So this is probably going to be one of those situations where we really keep that and maintain that and kind of not see each other out for, Hey, like, Hey, did you wash your hands? And being really good about, I think it's going, a lot of it's going to take a lot of just being accountable for each other um, and just watching out for everybody and kind of double checking with your friends and with other people on crew, you know, Hey, did did everybody wash their hands? Great. Let's keep going. And Hey, did everybody. So just having checkpoints and going those in, it should be really interesting. I don't know what to expect. I'm worried, but I'm excited, but I'm also, I don't know. It's, It's liability, but. Um, but we have to work at some point. I just think if we are all careful and wear masks, that I think will help out a lot.
0: Y'all are making history. You know, this is this is um, this is kind of a first. This is this is kind of like a, one of the first productions that I've seen. You know, especially my mentor Christine is 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 venturing into um, that will take safety and precautionary everything while also maintaining the creativity inside the film set. So as long as, you know, we can maintain those guidelines and I, I think this could actually work out. I, I, do, I do think there's a, there's a chance for this to happen because as I'm looking at this on the website, California is still closed. New York is still closed. Georgia is under strict, strict restrictions. Uh, 65 or over cannot work outside uh social distancing every state is requiring face masks and mm-hmm. including California and New York obviously um so Texas is one of the only states next to Florida that is not currently shut down it is open however there is safety to be practiced and you know if you're filming i think within the city ordinance. Uh, it it is recommended to wear a face mask even though you know uh, uh, it's not like it's a mandatory thing. At least We're just lucky
1: everybody I think on this set is pretty young which helps out a lot. Exactly. We're outside which is good uh, a lot of times and then we all are going to wear a face mask. I think the total number of crew and cast are are going, it's going to add up around like 10, 15 which Mm is.
2: Yeah, I I think it's So it's about 12 per day, but it's like 14 total because some people Mm -hmm, won't be there on the first day who will be there on the second. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I think we'll still, I'll be, you know, cracking the whip and telling people to try to stay away from each other six feet apart, like Mm -hmm. as much as you can type thing. Um, Yeah. And I'm sure like the DP, like Rob has, you know, at least picked somebody he knows that is not going to compromise his system and stuff. Right. And I think the majority of us have all been in quarantine. I haven't really left my house at all. So, um, yeah, so hopefully we just, we just, I think if we all just double check on each other, then we should be, should be okay? And now it's my, yeah. my other production, we have a 95 year old actress. Oh, wow. So I don't think she'll be able to actually, like, I think they're going to have to shoot it at her house, like, because she can't like travel away. Like, yeah. yeah. That's just not possible. Is it Betty White? <laughs> uh-huh. That would be so cool. No, I wish.
2: <laughs> I wish. I just want to grow up to be Betty White one day. <laughs> She's
1: That's awesome. my goal in life. I just love uh, when COVID, uh, there was all these memes. I was, Betty's okay. We're fine. Betty is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Every time yeah. there's a the catastrophe, Betty's still fine. So, yeah, um, looking at, I've been reading the regulations for like Fox. Yeah. Uh, They've, they, uh, and for, I know with SAG Productions, um, you need to go in with like a list of how your health guidelines are going to be. And right. they, then they approve it and, if they approve it in Texas, then they let you shoot. So. Right. Um.
2: Yeah. And I was actually um, happy to see the, that um, the Texas film commission put out some guidelines too, cause that made me kind of have a sigh of relief of going, yeah. okay, I'm not like making this terrible decision to put people in this, <sighs> you know, awful position, like where they could be risk and whatnot. And I think it's also maybe really important to note because this happens a lot on indie sets, definitely not SAG because they have rules against this, but um, another very important part of keeping your health up and, you know, um, being safe is making sure that your cast and crew get an adequate amount of sleep yeah you know, not going from day to day like super quickly, because the less sleep you get then the, the easier it is to get sick from anything
1: yeah exactly um, but I mean I can that's how I got really ill from the last one because it was the complete complete lack of sleep um, i I just pulled up the Austin, Texas the film Commission stuff just to to kind of talk about what they have, but it's pretty like so, what we've said, which is mm-hmm. just. Doing a double check and making sure if anybody is, like, coughing, has chills, muscle pain, headaches, sore throat, loss of taste, all that stuff, we just send them home immediately, basically. Like, that's that's that. And um, the other thing is, oh, that we need to take the temperature of all staff upon arrival on the set. Mm, Uh, I read that, too. Something to think about. So, um, Yeah, I've been
2: thinking if there's, like... um you know, either get the ones that go on the forehead because um, I have one of those, but I mean that's still getting close to people. Or do you get like the disposable plastic covers for the thermometer? I've thought about it, and I'm just mm. not sure.
1: You know, this yeah, is all okay.
2: unprecedented
1: territory. <laughs> totally, but it's, it's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, as I I would say, as disposable, unless as little contact as possible. Whoever, um, I guess, when they're touching the the thing. You know, or gloves or something, you know, so. Yeah. Or sanitize before you touch the thermometer or whatever. So something we should probably talk about. Um, Definitely. Sure. But yes, yeah, so it says take temperature upon all staff. And then uh, it says, yep, provide personal hygiene things. So more so than usual. So uh, you need hand, sanitizer, hand sanitizers with at least 60% alcohol, uh, disinfectants. Need places that we can dispose of stuff. So um, this something, and we need to think about when we're in the woods, uh, just having portable trash can or just yeah. access to trash cans would be really. really and this great.
2: particular place we're filming at actually has a couple different areas with trash cans too. And if yeah. we need to bring our own to like contain, then that's something that we also need to kind of put on the things we need to bring. Um, but yeah. This one, it's a little less, you know, hiking trail, a little more park ish.
1: Awesome. Sure. Good, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just says reduced time was a big thing, just so everybody gets enough time. Um,
0: Will it be still the full 12 hour shoot for a day? It's, um, um,
2: yeah. yeah. Is that a
0: tender question? Sorry. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll redact it. I just,
2: I I mean I think Christine might be better at like gauging how long the shots will take because I this is my first time dealing with shot lists and all of that as well but because uh, normally I'm just more on the creative side not the logistical side yeah um, but I think the first day is going to be a full long day I think the second day is going to be a lot shorter
1: yeah yeah and and we have a backup plan where if we need to we can put some of our things on the next day are 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 they Which I often do, which is uh, make it front heavy, so that we have the option to, if we need to, scoot some some scenes to the next day. But the I think the biggest thing is that we we will gauge how the day goes, and we're not going to push ourselves nearly as much as we normally would, Um, just because safety is first and health is your is king. So I think we just needed, I think we just, we'll just make sure to have lots of double checks. Like, Hey, everybody feeling good? Can we move on? All right. Mm. You know, type thing. And then do you guys feel like we should probably move this stuff to the next day? Cause we have time. And then, you know, back and forth. I think as long as there's a communication and I think crew and cast feel like you care about their health and safety. I think that does a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So, um, I guess. What are you, are you, you're, you're, excited. And, uh, any last words for about your set or to people on set or for anybody who's wanting to shoot any wise um, words of wisdom? My wise words of wisdom. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Um, I think, you know, something to think about is, A lot of us do want to get out there and shoot. And the reason I've been so cautious and postponed this so much is because there is the thought of everyone's like, yeah, I want to go shoot. And then we go shoot. What happens when someone, one little thing happens and someone gets upset and then later on decides they're angry about it? Well, who's liable? I am. And so those things kind of weigh heavily on my mind. So before you, you know, go out and shoot, make sure you can have safety precautions in place. And then also, you know, decide if it's it's really a good idea to do that or if you can split days up or make them shorter. I would love to make my days a little bit shorter. But because of this particular production, it just kind of has to be what it is. Mm -hmm. And um, as far as dawn, I am very nervous. I'm very excited. I'm terrified, actually, to shoot this film. Not because of COVID, but because there are a lot of things that are my heart and my soul and some really vulnerable things that i've put into this particular script mm-hmm. and um but that's kind of it's kind of like i posted on facebook or that's the beauty of it is like the vulnerability is kind of letting some of this out and even though it's scary you know letting the world kind of see that part of you and hoping it it uh reads well you know <laughs> yeah
1: have you I think
2: have it you will. directed yeah. it before um i have directed I had no idea what I was doing. So, okay. um, on that, on the first one, I did. No, that one was a supernatural one about vampires. That Ooh. that concept and that script, I really, really loved. And that was um, interesting for me to learn that you can't just write things and have them visually look okay. Because as an actor, first, like you think very dialogue heavy. Yeah and not visually. And so that's been kind of, I've been kind of trying to like refine the process a little bit to be more visual. And then, um, I did a second little film that I directed. It was like, we came up with the idea and we shot it two weeks later and this was back in March or no, I'm sorry. This was back in January, February. And, um, that was a one take. And so that one was like, we kind of had to figure it all out and then just let it play out as it went.
1: Yeah. Cool. What kind of, do you have a specific style? Like, do you think, or you're kind of just exploring right now? I think, I think I'm exploring
2: a little bit. I really, really like um, drama and fantasy and kind of like the, a little bit into sci-fi, but not straight into like, you know, another galaxy, which is why I like there's parts of Dawn that are, I think um, Adam said it earlier when he was like, ooh, trippy. Like that's yeah. part of Dawn is supposed to be a little bit, trippy you know it was inspired by a trip experience so you know there's certain things and the color grading is very important for dawn because of that element Mm -hmm. you know and I want to kind of experiment a little bit into other realms but I do really love drama I would love one day to take a crack at comedy and I think offhand I can be kind of funny like in my normal life but then when I try to do scripted comedy it is so difficult for me Mm. Mm -hmm. so that that is a challenge I want to try eventually
1: yeah I I was opposite I started with comedy oh yeah (laughs) and then I went to to drama uh I think for me it was because I like to laugh a lot and so it's easy for me to write things that seem that that I, I I laugh and if I if I if I laugh at it then I'll, you know, I'll try it type thing. So I don't, I think a lot about comedy is timing. And so sometimes it's, it's more in the edit or more with how something is said than the actual dialogue itself, the context or the content of the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Comedy is fun. I've, I've wanted to do, I've wanted to, I like to be on the line, so I love to do something where it should be dark, but it's, but it's funny. Like, ta- like I loved um, Taika's recent film Jojo Rabbit so much. Oh, I haven't um, seen it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's. <laughs> but if you were to say, "Hey, take Hitler and make it funny," you know, <laughs> it might be a little bit. But it's, I think that's, that's fascinating to to be able to tread that. down. Yeah.
2: Dark humor, yeah.
1: Yes. So well very, very cool. Um, all right. Well, do you have anything else to you want to talk about? We can talk about other projects or whatever, or um or you can say bye, whichever one you would like. Well,
0: to uh I, I actually wanted to ask you, so what is what is influenced what has influenced you in terms of uh being in the creative field of filmmaking? Well, what's your biggest influence?
2: that is such a heavy question um well okay
0: so let me so it could be anything it could be for me it's music music is the reason why i love music inside filmmaking and it's a great narration for me to to understand a story that i'm telling or that i'm seeing you know um So there's different variations. So it could be a movie. It could be a show. It could be like, I don't know, man, I just read the newspaper and I just thought, Hey, I'll do this, (laughs) you know, like it could be anything.
2: Yeah. Um, I think mine is kind of, um, a collection of things that make me love it. I mean, it's like one day I'm influenced by something else and the next day I'm influenced by something totally different. Um, when I was it's younger, it sort of Like
0: restores that energy that you have for filmmaking, you know what I mean? Absolutely especially if you're Absolutely. watching an inspiring show or TV or any piece of content. You just it sort of like spikes your sorry, I interrupted you. So No, you're fine. <laughs> you're
2: fine. Yeah, I was gonna say when I was a kid growing up, I was really into theater and I did that from the time I was seven until the time I graduated high school. And then my parents were like, we're not paying for a theater degree. So I got a different degree and kind of went down um, a different career path for a bit. And inside of me, there was something that kept saying like, uh, something's missing, you know, something's not right. And so I kind of, um, I drove off to this audition in Austin because I was living in Houston at the time. And I, I did the audition. I didn't know what a slate was at the time because I had never done film before. I'd only
1: done known theater
0: christine and taught me how to how to what a slate was
1: i didn't I was, know what a slate was either because i was in documentary <laughs> filmmaking uh, it was right, so embarrassing right, right, right. because i literally they were like okay do it again this time but slate
2: to the camera first and i thought it just meant like turn to the camera so then i turned to the camera and delivered all my lines like commercial style and they were like okay thanks for coming <laughs> But <Bye. laughs> I I got that feeling after that audition, I knew I failed, I could tell by the looks on their face, but I got that feeling after that audition, like, oh man, I have to keep doing this. And then something else that kind of played into that moment was growing up, when I was younger, I really liked a lot of the fantasy type stuff, but then something something changed and I wouldn't watch anything that was fantasy related. I didn't watch the Harry Potter movies or Lord of the Rings or anything until just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And
0: congratulations. I I wish I could rewatch all. I wish there's a time where I watched Lord of the Rings with my sister. And I was like, there's a moment where I wish I would have watched it all over again, not knowing anything because that's how much I love fantasy and lord of the rings and all that stuff yeah so yeah yeah that's awesome that you watched it like starting a few years ago that's awesome oh yeah
2: and what happened was i was in college and this was all like leading up to that moment where i went to that audition i my little brother was like 10 years old at the time and he's like you've got to watch this cool show it's about vampires and i had just seen twilight so i was like okay i'll watch a vampire show it was vampire diaries and i watched Nina Dobrev play both Elena and Catherine who's very she plays you know it's just her but she's playing these two different characters who are very different and it inspired me so much to see one person playing two and you know exactly which character is on screen by her mannerisms and I was just I I started getting that that little spark inside of me again and that's when I was like oh man I think I think when I was younger and I thought acting was the thing that I needed to do, that I, I think I still wanna do that. And ever since I left that other job and I went to that audition and I failed miserably, I'm like, I can't look back, and I never have.
1: That's How long have
2: you been doing horrible. this again? Um, film acting, I started classes in, oh, that's my toddler, 2014 or 2015 okay
0: 2014 gotcha
2: yeah so five or six years right on cool cool
0: yeah no that's that's awesome i uh um so you you mentioned that you want to get more into comedy um have you do you watch do you watch was there any comedy that you love growing up that you go back to all the time Like, is there a a comedy movie or even a TV show that you are like, even now, like we're in quarantine. Like I've gone back to watch like influence, influential shows like Chappelle show. Like I watched, like I binged three seasons with my mom and my mom never seen Chappelle show and I blew her mind. It was great. It was the funniest, most fun time that I've had here in quarantine. Uh, So have you watched any like great comedies? Do you, um, yeah. growing
2: up, and this is probably the most vanilla cornflake answer. No, <laughs> um,
0: oh but, yeah, no such um,
2: friends. I loved Friends. I was one friends of those, day. and I've seen it. I've probably seen every episode like eight to ten times. I could, and I could rewatch the whole thing again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I could, and then I was also I was never um, I never really got that big into SNL, but I loved Mad TV. That, that was TV's my jam. Great.
0: Yeah yes uh yes mad tv is wonderful and you know uh jordan peele was on mad tv who wrote and directed yeah. get out and he was just only a writer and he was fired within one year working oh, for mad tv and he was like you know what they can all go fuck themselves i'm gonna do my my thing but then they created key and peel because oh, Michael Key so was there and then after that was when uh jordan peele made crazy ass fucking movies
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's really it's funny amazing to, see cool in, <laughs> yeah, to see him in Key and Pill and then go to make Get Out, which, you know, Get Out uh, premiered at Sundance. I think it was like on January, tw- no, February 24th or whatever month that happens in. And then it was like a month later they decided to do a theatrical release and it was made for like $4.5 million and then grossed like $500 million. I mean, just crazy. I
0: I watched it the best way possible. Didn't walk in with a trailer, didn't walk in with no information onto what this movie was about. And I literally, I was, I was dating someone at the time and we both walked out with like not talking to each other for the rest of the night because we were just (laughs) trying to like wrap our heads around what we just watched. And it was, it was by far, the next day we watched it again. Like that's how much we loved it. We're like, we have to see this again. Like it's it was it wasn't like a movie like, oh, it was so entertaining. It was like there was so much going on that
1: death. There's it, a lot of death.
0: Needed, it needed a second watch for sure. It was entertaining, of course, but that's it played like a Stanley Kubrick film. It was like, Okay, yeah. there's so much shit that I missed. You know?
2: There's that yeah, Get Out has that beautiful build of suspense throughout the whole film like because shining, you yeah. know You know something's wrong you just can't put your finger on what and then when you do find out you're like oh dear god
0: the first scene it already felt creepy you know it already felt like just them talking about you know the trip that they're going to go on and the family he's going to meet and he's like well you know african-american meeting a a white family i don't know how how well they're going to take it it already starts off uncomfortable it's like yikes Yeah, that is weird. And then it goes weirder and weirder and weirder each scene. And then by the third act, it's just balls to the wall. Fucking crazy.
2: It is. And I watched that when I was in my first I was pregnant. I was in my first trimester and I was just like Oh man, that
0: must have been intense.
2: (laughs) Everything's intense when you're pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. Everything. I, I when I was in my third trimester, there would be there'd be videos of people like getting a puppy for christmas and i would just bawl my eyes out yeah <laughs> it was great for auditions
0: <laughs> yeah have you uh, do you read do you read books for inspiration as well
2: oh my god yes i just got done reading the mistborn trilogy by brandon sanderson
0: Ooh. do you know who that oh
2: no. oh my god Wait, what it is it called is the mistborn trilogy hmm
0: one trilogy okay Right. that out yeah
2: <laughs> we have all of these epic fantasy series of books in our house because my boyfriend likes to read them I have only right. just the last one I read along those lines was the Hunger Games which is fantastic yes it is but um yeah Mistborn's really cool because it has a female protagonist and she's not she's she's strong you know and then um it's about these, um, it's like dystopian, so it's a little bit in the future, but um, they have to like burn these metals, and these metals give them power, and some of them can only burn one, but then if you can burn all, you know, eight of them, then you're this very, very special mist-born kind of, um, they call it allomancy, so it's an allomancer, but it's, it's a
1: really, really cool series.
0: Let's Do you have a dream yeah, – awesome.
1: um, I just thought of something. Do you have a dream thing that you want to direct or, or act in? Like, a, what would be, like, an, an ideal project that – if money wasn't a thing? Um, like, directing
2: or acting? Acting-wise? Yeah. Acting-wise, I've always wanted to play, like, a badass assassin.
1: Ooh. I just-
0: <laughs> really? That's right. <laughs> okay.
2: Rad. Yeah, I'm like, look, look, I have dark features. We can just darken it up. I'll pull my hair back. We can make me a badass. I'll do it. And I used to actually do combat training. I've probably lost a lot of that since, you know, being pregnant and having a child. And I'd probably have to retrain. But I did a lot of that before because I was trying to get into that kind of
1: stuff.
0: Um, do you, uh, I know this is an interesting segue, but it, but it has a connection to, to female assassins. Have you, do you read comic books? <laughs>
2: Not really. Not really? Okay. I,
0: it's okay. There's this comic that you will really, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's an absolute gorgeous comic. I mean, like, if you think, like, comic books are for kids, read, read this comic book called Nikita. Nikita is... Oh, Nikita, yeah. Didn't they yeah,
2: make a show out of that, too?
0: It's, it's uh, a connection, but it's more towards the books. So um, it's, it's a Russian agent. Um and uh, or undercover agent I should say mm-hmm. and it essentially plays like a female James Bond if James Bond just went fucking a wall like just went crazy just one I love time that. Nikita just snaps and there's one page like full full two panels like two pages of just her just like going crazy and yeah. just like it, it, I won't I won't say anything else after that because it's it's phenomenal like and you know what so. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you know what
2: no, show no. is phenomenal right now? That's on the air. That is about you know an assassin and then basically a MI6 operative falling in espionage love, almost like tracking down each other. Is Killing Eve? Never I don't
1: really know was. if you've seen it. I've heard if of it, I've, I've seen Killing Eve, but I've only did like a few episodes, and and then uh, but what I've seen was amazing.
2: Mm. Oh yeah. It's it's amazing. And speaking of like music being an inspiration and how it is in film, they kind of do some interesting things with the music in that series because in Killing Eve, you have this like really intense scene where the assassin is killing somebody, but then they have this like beautiful romantic music playing in the background. It's it's a little bit quirky in yeah. that way. And it's written, it was written or created by, I can't remember, but it's written by uh, Phoebe Waller mm-hmm. Bridge. Is that her name? Phoebe, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Waller-Bridge yeah. um, she wrote, He did uh, Fleabag. And, yes,
0: that's right. Which
2: is amazing, by Fleabag's the way. Great. I love Fleabag. Yeah. 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 I love Fleabag.
0: It's, I'm a um, huge
2: Phoebe Waller-Bridge fan.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it, it's one of those shows that, that came out of nowhere for me. Like my mom watched it before I did. And she was like, have you watched this show? You know, 63 year old woman and uh and i'm like no and she's like watch the show I amazing like she's
1: seen
0: it oh she's she's crazy like she's she's seen like so many she's got she's the one who got me into like a lot of like superhero tv shows like arrow and the flash and all that and she's was like it's oh. comic books you'll love it i'm like all right whatever and then i watch them <laughs> like i kind of like it
1: i watched arrow for a while i, I kind of liked that one yeah it's okay my parents think good good films are uh fast and the furious so.
0: listen i mean my the <laughs> same way like my dad my dad thinks that like every movie that i'm gonna be in like that i'm working with you on thinks like he we're making the next transformers you know it's it's yeah. ridiculous it's absolutely absurd my oh dad's just like oh yeah he's in hollywood he's doing it it's like where does he live austin <laughs> oh
2: god no, my parents are the exact opposite they're they're basically like well, okay, this next role, you're playing the girl next door again, aren't you? And I'm like, mama, don't want to play the girl next door every time.
0: <laughs> God. <laughs> Just only thinking I be of somebody like cool. one type of role. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: like funny. i just want
0: to be an assassin <laughs> I, yeah yeah i'm telling you like that that nikita comic book series it's it's on amazon i think it's like for 20 bucks and you can buy the volume and it's just one volume and it yeah it's an easy like one hour read, you know oh. so it's it's I um it. reads. Oh, yeah. are your
1: parents pretty chill like is there anything that they would not want to see you in
2: they might have some opposition to some things in Dawn. <laughs> yeah. That's another reason I'm a little nervous about it. Oh,
1: okay. um, Are they super conservative?
2: They lean that way, yeah.
0: Yeah, my, here, my, my, son. my folks do, too. And, I mean, they tell me, they're like, don't make violent films. first script I'm writing is... Absolute massacre. <laughs> like it's it's, it's a really violent. So I'm I'm doing anything to make my parents uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's and that's how you should live like No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, it's but it's the way to live. That's our takeaway.
1: Make yeah. your parents uncomfortable.
0: It's like, oh, can I see this with with your niece? Nope, you can't. Nope. You can't.
1: Nope. Oh man, oh, I, I had a moment when. Um, now I, I i sense i i watch all the films before i will watch them with my parents because uh, i accidentally when i came went back last year or a year before um found out that our library in colorado has a bunch of films and i wanted to watch uh, carol because it was academy oh, nominated which yeah. was great but uh there were a bunch of uh like women on women like sex yeah games. And my parent, it was. Uh, and my wait parents. till they watch blue is the warmest color.
0: <laughs> have oh, you seen that one? Right. No, yeah, I, have. I
1: will not watch wait that a with my parents. Fifteen minute <laughs> segment of.
0: If you yeah. really want an elephant in the room, you flick on that flick. Yeah, yes. you. Uh... Oh
1: my god! It was funny <laughs> <Nice> because <pun. laughs> my mom was like glued to the t- to the TV. She was like, yeah. like just staring at everything. Like, oh my god. Meanwhile, my dad is reading the box, the DVD box, intently. <laughs> <the entire time. laughs>
0: He's like, uh. Anything <laughs> to distract uh, me in this
1: moment. Uh, 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 let me read this.
0: Uh, <laughs> you know, I got to go to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. Meanwhile, I'm on, I'm like working slash watching the, the, the film. As and I'm typing it. to my brother. I'm just like, this is so awkward. <laughs> They're awkward just... yeah
2: i went to watch a movie with my family once and then the um the previews for 50 shades of gray came on and all oh. three of us were just like <laughs> <laughs> like no one moved no one breathed we were just like we don't talk about this that's when i lean
0: <laughs> in and i'm like the book's way better and then i just <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh so funny yeah I'll be, I I wonder what kind of parent I will be when, I. actually I'm already a, a terrible parent. aunt. I, I'm already a very terrible aunt. Um. I recommend a films to, to people like with kids and then my somebody in my crew will be like, there's like violence in that. I'm like, but that's yeah. reality. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: I'm the worst, I'm like, yeah, but they gotta learn sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so I, I'll never I don't
2: know. <laughs> I'll never forget my parents got so mad at my aunt for letting me watch The Exorcist when I was 14 years old at oh. her house. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, I That's was hilarious. one of those kids that was a scaredy cat, so I was afraid of everything. So that, that movie messed me up for a while. And actually, I can't really watch a lot of horror movies anymore. I can watch, I love thrillers. Horror, I can't really do though. Like, jaw, like uh, what's it called? Saw.
1: Oh I can't I'm not a horror yeah. person. I can't do horror. Yeah. I, That's why I, he, I was gonna say I'm a huge scaredy cat.
0: So same I, I told I was I was talking to my cousin not too long ago and uh he uh he's showing his kid uh his daughter like movies like that he's gr- grown up watching and he showed her like Jurassic Park and Back to the Future, like the good like heavy hitters. And he was like, I'm running out of movies. Like, what should I watch? And uh, I was like, well, what do you want to watch? I'm like, I don't know. Something like fantasy, maybe a little scary. Who knows? So I'm like, oh, then watch The Babadook. And he never seen The Babadook? And he was like, what's that? And I'm like, it's great. You got to see it. And I'm like, all right, I'll watch it with the kid tonight. Literally, he left me a voicemail the next morning. And he was like. Yo, bro, you're a dick, dude. Like, shit. He's like, my kid and I got nightmare I have to sleep with my kid, dude. Like, you're fucked up. That movie is
2: so good, but so, yeah, so good at the creep well, factor. Scary
0: movies, like, they just, i because I watched The Exorcist when I was 12, you know, and uh, my dad was like, You're going to watch this, it's going to be a good movie. I'm like, Okay, fucking scarred me for, like, years and um I still watch it it's a good movie but you wouldn't show it to a 12 year old kid that's just plain and simple
2: (laughs) no I think I was a bit young because that night when I went to sleep and I was like at my aunt's house yeah my um my cousins at the time were like six and three or something like that and I didn't know my little three-year-old cousin was in the room with me and I kept hearing this really loud growling sound in the corner and I was just terrified I kept imagining like her walking down the hallway towards me, or something, and then finally, I'm one of those people that if something is scaring me that bad, I am like Billy, where are you? I have to like go investigate it. So I went and I and I and I found him in the corner, and he was just snoring really loudly. And I was like, oh thank god, because I I thought I was in trouble.
0: <laughs> like you're just hearing things. It's like oh god, something here. I, I yeah. thought it was the end. I thought right. that was the end of life. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't write a will. Damn it. <laughs>
2: I am not going to leave all my stuffed animals,
1: too. (laughs) For me, Supernatural doesn't really do it. For me, it's, like, if it's really close to reality. So, like, Mm -hmm. serial killer type stuff. Or, um, I was, it wasn't even a horror movie. There was a film that was about drugs, drug trafficking. And the, I can't remember what it's called for the life of me right now, but the opening scene is, like, they just found. they just went to this house and they opened the walls and there are a bunch of bodies in the walls. Oh. Oh. You know um, what I'm talking about, right? Oh. It's a terrible that. opening scene. Well, it's a shocking opening scene.
0: Well, I, I want to say it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's, it's grueling. It's it's, it's, it's gruesome. Beautifully shot opening scene. I see who but
1: I had just moved to a new place. Oh, no. And there was a hole like in the top of like the every place i thought i thought there was a body in the wall like every, <laughs> everywhere every every single place that i the garage i had to go to the garage and i was like there's probably bodies in here it was yeah scary. yeah it wasn't a scary movie it was just a drama
0: mm-hmm. like, Oh,
1: a normal normal drama i just can't
2: it reminds me that i think there was a film called east of eden that was um like in South by Southwest, I don't think that was the opening scene though, so I don't think that was the same film. But that one was about sex trafficking, and it was actually really good. Mm. East of
0: Eden. Have
1: not seen that?
0: I think
2: that's what it was called. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, I was traumatized uh, growing up. My, my dad showed me Nightmare on Elm Street when I was thirteen, and I was so I hopped up. Really? <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the thing. Now the
2: one with Freddie Cougar and the.
0: Like Fingers. and Johnny Depp's in it.
2: Is he really? Man, he's yeah. in everything.
0: Well, it was like one of his first movies, and mm-hmm. next to Twenty One Jump Street. I think that was before or after. I can't remember. But uh, there's what. Well, actually, I won't say it because yeah, it's worth watching the movie. It's definitely <laughs> worth watching the movie because you know it's practical effects now. You know, so it's it's nothing like, and it's 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 Wes Craven. You know, Wes Craven. He made yeah. Scream. You know, it's not. Crazy, it's crazy, but uh, not that crazy.
1: Sicario. Yeah. Somebody oh, said okay. it's Sicario. I
0: I Sicario just looked it up. Movie. I just yeah, and I I saw it. I'm like, it's Sicario. Yeah, that's a that was a oh, okay. so crazy ass movie. Okay,
1: so Adam just commented and says, I have to tell the story of when we had to watch this movie with our lead, with our little child lead actress. Um, so one of the first film festivals I ever uh, went to the lead actress who was like 8 or 10, 8 or 9, very little, came. But I think one rule should be you shouldn't bring your kids to a film festival unless you know that it's kid-friendly. Well, we didn't really know that. So we're sitting there, and her mom's sitting Mm. with us, and there's this whole thing with just boobs. Like, it wasn't (laughs) scary, but the whole movie was just filled with boobs. Like, just like boobs on the wall, boobs like I don't. It was like this weird artsy sci-fi film, but we just kept looking at our mom and being like, "We're sorry." <laughs> 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 so don't take hey. your kids to a boobie uh, boobie. a film festival.
0: Yeah, yeah, all. but
2: you know, also free the nipple. So
0: free the- That's also true. <laughs> you know, they got to <laughs> learn sometime. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: As someone who has breastfed, you know, boobs are not that big of a deal. Right?
1: Exactly. I don't know why it's so taboo in our culture. I I guess because we're coming from like a Puritan type.
0: Well, I mean, it's just hard to watch with baby boomers, you know, they, they don't yeah. see that type of nudity. They, they grew up watching Bob Hope and stuff, you know, America's Sweetheart, Million Dollar Man, you know, so yeah, they yeah. don't, they don't, they don't like to get invested with the booby movies, you know what I mean? Like they just, boobie they're not, they're not, they're <laughs> not into it. They're just, you know, they rather not, you know, and I watch, funny thing, I watch Watchmen with my mom and um, if you don't know, have, have, have you both seen Watchmen? Um, the, the show. The movie? Well, oh, the,
2: the new movie. show that came out? I've seen yeah. the
0: movie. Okay, so you so in I watched the show with, with my mom. And uh, you know in the movie that Dr. Manhattan, the big blue guy, he has the the, the big swing in privates. Yeah. Literally same thing in that show, and there was like a, a, a shot where it was just that. And <laughs> my mom was just like, Oh, good God. Oh my god. It's like Listen. What would you-?
2: I took. I was with my mom and my grandma when we went to see Magic Mike.
1: Oh, oh, (laughs) well, that's a fun one, though. That's actually my grandma. I did the same
2: thing. Is very much like, kind of like Betty White in personality, and I absolutely love her. And she, we were in the theater, and I was sitting next to her. And there's this part where they have the character, and his name's Big Dick Richie, and. (sighs) They have like this screen and then he like, he's behind the screen. So you just see a silhouette and then he rips his pants off and you just see very long hanging. <laughs> and my grandma goes, serpent.
0: whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Trouser snake. Yeah. <laughs> and I, was like, <laughs>
2: I was like, grandma, are you okay? <laughs>
1: oh, you need so a moment? True oh that so sounds what like been, a fun thing to watch with your
0: grandparents i think so yeah i would what what did lauren what have you been watching recently that you're into
2: um i've been watching killing eve i am um 100 always watching rupaul's drag race live yes right now we're on all-star season five yes. okay Slay. tonight um is the second episode of all-star season five um I always watch that. What else have I been watching recently?
0: Anything mm-hmm. on Netflix that you've been, that you and the family have been, well, I guess your, your significant other. <laughs> You're not watching much with your kid.
2: This is going to sound odd. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Elmo.
0: <laughs> oh, have you? Um, oh, right on.
2: No, this is going to sound kind of odd, but... um. I was watching so much Netflix that I kind of was like, I think I need a little bit of a break. And so I right. I kind of went over to the Hulu side for a bit. So I've been Ooh. catching up on uh, Handmaid's Tale. I hadn't seen the third season yet. Mm. Handmaid's which Tale right,
0: is nuts, isn't it?
2: Yeah, hard to watch right now. Hard, like, it's uh, just, I don't know. And then um, I've, other than that, I've kind of had to take a break from watching shows just for fun because I've been, I've been screening a lot of films for a film festival. Right. Um, and which is really great because then you get to see a lot of different perspectives mm-hmm. and creativity that's out there that you normally wouldn't have access to. Along
0: with working on your project right now. So, you know,
2: exactly.
0: wrapped yeah. in that and motherhood, you know,
2: no big yes. deal. Yeah. No big deal, just doing it all. And I have, you know, another job, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, Christine is practically there. She only gets 45 seconds to sleep. Yeah. A night. I'm pretty sure, right? I can't sure, imagine right?
1: having a kid, though. That, that trumps everything. Right. It's tough it life trumps everything. Trapping. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm just like happy it. he's
2: sleeping through the night because when they're newborns and they're waking up every two hours and then you're just looking over at the other person like you're just like pretending to be asleep hoping the other person will get up yeah. and you're just like it's not my turn it's not my turn
0: yeah when I told my cousin to watch the Babadook he was like yo dude you ruined me and my wife we're now standing up all night trying to keep the kid calm thinking oh. that there's a monster <laughs> in this closet under his bed and shit That is pretty a a
1: that's hilarious though
0: <laughs> it didn't scare me so I was like yeah it's a fun movie because you know you know who cares it's a you know it's a fiction and so I didn't think much about it it's a movie and he was like yeah no, no, it's fucked up you don't do that <laughs> like, <laughs> do
2: they have a son or a daughter
0: a uh, daughter yeah oh, okay. so was she was crazy. she was even like it was yeah it was really bad it was just like yo dude I have to sleep on the couch I'm not even like sleeping <laughs> in my bed <laughs> It's like you about to cost my marriage over one stupid movie, <laughs> dude.
2: Yeah, you definitely. I mean, you could have come up with something better than Boba Duke. <laughs> you dick. That's hilarious, though.
0: I'm in, I'm in my mid 20s. You know, I'm a, you know stoner. What are you? What Same. Are you I'm
2: barely 21.
0: Really? That's crazy. <laughs>
2: barely just a 21. I've just crossed the threshold.
1: Man. Um,
0: Oh, one yes, of my man. friends uh, uh, said that man, you you look like because like it was the last episode, uh, the Black Lives Matter episode, and my 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 best buddy from high school, he messaged me. He was like, "Dude, why do you look like you're 41 years old?" I'm like, <laughs> "What?" He was like, "Yeah, you look like you you look like you're just one kid away from just becoming full dad. Like you're just you're, you you." You look so old, like I don't know what you're doing. I'm like not sleeping, I guess. I don't know, you know? Yeah, you
2: know. Yeah, I think we've all aged a bit during this quarantine.
0: But you guys look great, you know. I'm just the one who looks like a mess. So, you know, and you guys, you guys. Look I look great. I don't know good. what
1: you guys are talking about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I try to. I try to sometimes be like that. I definitely like every time I ramp up for a production, especially when I'm going to be in front of the camera, I get this like crazy sense of, oh shit, I have to get in shape because I'm filming Mm. in a couple weeks. And then Mm -hmm. I go on these like crazy, you know, um, like I've been working out every day and I've been, I've been eating like, um, I know a lot of people make fun of everyone doing the keto diet, but I used to work at a place that worked. very heavily yeah. involved and i am like straight keto right now. i actually i had it a granola bar yesterday but other than that no, but I,
0: let me tell you something it works i lost 17 pounds in two weeks doing uh like it, just doing keto and becoming like ketosis after three weeks yeah. literally just took another 14 days and i lost like 15 to 17 pounds just like that yeah so it works. Yeah. It It works, but you do get a little groggy at first. You 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 feel like you're kind of like in a head high. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. this is weird. But you, you know muscle flute. through it. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's why, like, uh, so I drink, you know, the butter coffee every morning, and I've I've nice. actually been drinking that for like two or three years. Um, but yeah, I when I originally kind of was eating like that, I lost like. 30 pounds when I first moved here to Austin and then obviously I got pregnant and so I gained a lot of it back plus more and then now I'm like 15 20 ish pounds away from pre-pregnancy weight and so I'm like okay Rest. this feels doable now you know
0: yeah. that's awesome
2: Thank
0: yeah you. I need to lose weight you know I uh yeah yeah. My it feels
2: good to feel like uh from working out and everything and yeah, eating clean okay. it feels good to just be like strong like feel strong again you know
0: yeah for sure i mean yeah i uh i don't know christine i i'm 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 fresh out of ideas and fresh out of questions do you have anything for miss Lauren?
1: no I, I think we've hit our one hour anyway so oh yeah we
0: definitely Ooh, hit the we hour. Did.
1: <laughs> We, we did, did it!
0: it. <laughs> we did it, guys. Okay. Mm. So Lauren, well, thank take this you guys moment, so much
1: for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being ta- like thanks for taking the time to yes, to thank talk, you. To talk to us. So we we I just thought it was a good so. segue because like productions are happening and I'm sure everybody's coming up with the same problem. Like, how do we keep everybody healthy? So yeah.
0: So, uh, you want to plug anything like your social medias, your, your Instagram, your, your Twitters, your Facebooks, your anything you want to plug, oh, you, yeah. you, you go ahead and plug away.
2: Oh yeah. I'll plug it all. All <laughs> right. You can Venmo me at, no, I'm just kidding. Nice. Yes. Venmo. <laughs> uh,
0: Lauren um,
2: no, my Instagram is at Lauren Rose locks. My Twitter is also at Lauren Rose locks. Um, Facebook page is Lauren Locks official website is LaurenLocks.com, so pretty simple.
0: Ladies and, then and there's gentlemen, there's
2: also the Dawn Facebook page. The Dawn Facebook page.
0: Dawn Facebook page. Follow that, ladies and gentlemen. That has been the Get Realism Get podcast. Realism we thank podcast. Lauren Locks for coming in and, and joining us. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you, and yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be signing off here. Facebook. And 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 everywhere else. So, you guys, you know, keep 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 on keeping on. You know. Yep.
1: And stay safe. It's still shelter in place, everyone. The pandemic has not ended.
0: No, still shelter in place. Please, please, still please, please. Shelter in place. Even though it seems like Texas is just all, you know, we're all we're all back and you know grooving again. We're not. It's, it's still. Yeah. It's still a thing to wear a mask. It's still a thing to. Practice social mm-hmm. distancing. It's just the right thing to do. All I have Six to say is apart. do the right
2: thing. Yes. Okay? I'll say shelter. Uh, shelter in place unless you're peacefully protesting for
1: a good cause. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Peaceful oh. protests. Black Lives U- Matter. We do wear masks. Wear masks. Yeah. Follow Christine Chen on all social media. Uh, Christine Chen. Uh, and Christine W know. Chen on Facebook. <laughs> Mod Films on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mottiplame Films, Fun Employment on Amazon Prime. It's too long. Uh, <laughs> uh, five uh, the f- what fab, fabulous five short films on uh, Amazon. Right? I don't know, there's too many things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch, I it all watch now. The go follow, Yeah, go, go, go watch follow. it. It's on yeah. it's on uh, Amazon.
0: Yeah, just watch the like, album just... on Amazon. Follow female filmmakers. Don't follow me. I'm not even gonna put in my social media because I'm. He'll
1: just know. tell you to go watch Babadook. Go watch <laughs> Baba Duke,
0: You know what I mean? Go, go have fun. You no, know, stay home. Take the day <laughs> off. Okay. Take you, all you, the days. If off. you need, if you need a good, warm-hearted film, I would suggest <laughs> Baba Duke. It's about love. If you want to watch a film with your parents,
1: love. watch Carol.
0: <laughs> watch Carol, exactly. And free the exactly. nipple. Exactly. <laughs> Breathe a nipple, make your pants <laughs> uncomfortable. Okay, guys, we are. Peace out. We are signing out. Okay.
1: Yes. Bye, Lauren.
0: <laughs> Bye, Lauren. Thank, Thank you, you again. <laughs> okay. Hey. We're still we're still recording. You oh. know, but I. Uh, stop the we're not, stop the live. <laughs> no, the live's done. Live, we're right. done. We're done. Okay, cool. We're, we're done being live. I think cool. let me check. Really
1: quick. I'm I'm really glad that you, um, yeah,
0: that I took over. Yes. Well, I didn't want to, I just didn't want to step on your feet. You know what I mean? I just, I didn't no, want to. I'm just glad you I, took
1: over. Cause I was like, I don't know what else to say.
0: Well, I was worried. I was going to send you a message. I'm like, please don't, t- don't tell me you're just going to end the interview. Like <laughs> we haven't even hit an hour. It was like 20 <laughs> minutes in. And you're like, okay, well I guess we can just take this for a landing. <laughs> and I'm like, What? are you fucking kidding me i'm so bad at podcasts i'm like christine 20 minutes in and you're already jumping ship well i'm like well i gotta go make
1: call sheets now you're like okay
0: (laughs) i gotta well that's the thing you got a real job you know Uh, I'm, i'm here just being like wait are we ending the show